Recorded live. Father God, in the precious, holy name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for everything you've done to us, through us, and for us. We thank you for all your creations. Thank you for your people all over the world. We thank you for food, clothes, and shelter. We appreciate you, O God, in the name of Jesus. We bless you, we magnify you, we adore you, and we exalt you. And we thank you for a, for a good morning today. Thank you. Lord, we pray that you will keep us protected from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us do better at work or at school. Help help us to to be in good behavior. And we ask you to help us with all of our problems. We ask you for a favor in, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ our strength, our Redeemer, Lord, Savior, Guide, and Protector. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. Thank God for this another day, another privilege to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen who do not need to be ashamed, but who are rightly dividing the word of truth. My prayer for you today, child of God, is that as we study God's word, we will rightly divide God's word. You know, studying God's word is not enough. The Pharisees studied God's word. 
teachers of the law, scribes, the essenes, the zealots, chief priests, all of these groups studied God's word. But I'm hearing the Lord speak in my spirit today. He says, Robert, they did not rightly divide my word. All of these groups, all of those groups that I just mentioned to you, scribes, essenes, zealots, teachers of the law, Pharisees, Sadducees, they all studied God's word. But because they did not rightly divide the word of truth, Jesus called some of these groups sons of hell. Listen to me, children of God. Failure to rightly divide the word of truth and get you and I sent to hell. Let me say this again. Jesus, because Jesus called them sons of hell. That was strong, strong talk. So, so we need the Holy Spirit to rightly divide the word of truth in us. That's that's one of the main purposes, one of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is to help you and I rightly divide the word of truth. All of those groups were studying God's word. All of them. But because of their failure to rightly divide the word of truth, Jesus called some of those groups sons of hell. May that not be your portion or mine in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We want to take a look at every nation, kindred, tongue, and peoples again. Um, we thank God for what he shared with us concerning this particular message on yesterday. We talk about nations, you're talking about groups of people, kindreds, you're talking about clans of people, tongues, you're talking about different languages, peoples, you're talking about crowds. So God, again, is letting us know that, you know, he's got some people everywhere in all kinds of places some that we may know about some that we don't so we want to be very very careful we want to take a look at the book of acts chapter 10 with a very special focus on verse 15 acts chapter 10 Verse 15. From the New International Version, our selected scripture reads, Then, or the voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Acts ten fifteen, New International Version, the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Let us pray. Father in Jesus' mighty name, we Appreciate you, Heavenly Father, for giving us the privilege to study your word. We pray, Father, that you will speak to us today. Give us revelation. Give us insight. Give us understanding. Help us, Father, to rightly 
divide your word of truth. We trust that you are going to do this for us as your people have gathered to hear from you. Speak, Father. For your servants, your people, your children are listening. Let us hear a word from you today, Father, that will help us grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do these things for us, Father. We will forever give your name glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen. Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. As we look at Acts chapter 10, we have to keep in mind as children of God that the times in which we live in and the revelation that is common today was not common 2,000 years ago. We understand today that God is saving people from every nation every kindred, every tongue, and every people. That's understood in just about every church that you go in around the world. That's not a powerful revelation in our day. But 2,000 years ago, come on, somebody, to Orthodox Jews, those who thought they were the only ones to receive the grace and the mercy and the compassion and the word of God, this was a serious revelation. You say, Apostle Brian, what are you trying to to get us to understand? What might not be a big revelation to you or to your group or in your dispensation, it may have been a very big revelation or it may be a very big revelation to another group, to another people at another time. The revelation that God was extending his mercy to Gentiles in Peter's day to Orthodox Jews was almost unheard of. Almost unheard of. But one beautiful thing about our Heavenly Father, He will use His servants, His true apostles, true prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to preach unpopular messages. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There are still some things that are not popular in the church that God wants preached, that God wants taught, that God wants us to walk in. Here was the Lord. trying to bring his church into higher revelation. Now, understand this, children of God. Higher revelation is never easy. Put that down. Put that down. Huh? What's that? Higher revelation is never easy. This is why you don't have many people enduring sound doctrine. 
Bible says the time will come when men will what? Not endure sound doctrine. Why? Because higher revelation. It's, it's, it's just like and what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is which do you have more of in your society? More newborn babies or more 100-year-olds? Which one do you have more of? Newborns. Huh? Yeah. Why? Because people die. A lot of people don't make it to 100 years old in your society. You know, in the average society, people die. Some die at 1. Some die at 10. Some die at 50. Some die at... But to make it to a hundred, you know, a lot of times we, we, we're not going to celebrate a one-year-old's birthday the way we will celebrate a hundred-year-old's birthday. Why? One-year-old, you really haven't done, we're figuring you really haven't done anything special. But individuals that make it to 100, they were doing something right to have made it that long. Well, when it comes down to sound doctrine, you know, you don't have as many people walking in sound doctrine as you have babies in Christ. You know, just like you don't have as many hundred year olds walking around as you do uh newborn babes. Well people can't why well, a lot of people don't make it to that stage. A lot of people don't make it to maturity in Christ. Oh, you got a lot of people saved. I'm not saying even Paul dealt with the Corinthians in first Corinthians chapter uh, three. Paul said, I can't talk to you like spiritual men and women, but like mere infants in Christ. You know, spiritual maturity is a blessing. Spiritual maturity is special. Spiritual maturity is not even attained by all Christians. No, I'm not saying people aren't saved. No, we're not saying that at all. But everybody that is saved is not mature. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice. I see about three or four nations represented today. My prayer for you is that you go on to spiritual maturity. God desires that you and I not just be saved. You know, God wants us saved. Don't get us wrong, but God doesn't just want us saved. Let me say that again. God wants us saved, but God doesn't just want us saved. He wants us to go on, come on, to spiritual maturity. So in Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, on down to the end of the chapter. The Lord deemed it necessary for Peter, an apostle, Peter, a disciple, Peter, a great pillar in the church, but he still had to go on to maturity. Understand, my brother and my sister, no matter what your title in the church, no matter how long you have been in the things of God, no matter how far we have gone with Christ, there are still higher heights, come on somebody, and deeper depths. We can still do a little better in our walk with God. Well, 
here we are in Acts chapter 10. God is about to take Peter, great pillar in the early church, great man of God. God wanted to take him higher. I, I want to let you know something this morning, child of God. Wherever you at, wherever your walk is with God, God is trying to do one thing to all of us. Take us a little, come on somebody, a little higher. You may have been bishop for a long time. You may have been apostle for quite a while. Congregations may spread far and wide, but God is still calling for you and me. Come on, somebody. Go a little higher to dig a little deeper. We give God praise. Bible says in verse 9, about noon the following day, as they were on their way or on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. Now, You want to understand something here, children of God. Because Peter started praying. Bible says in verse 10, he became hungry and wanted something to eat. Now, now understand this. During Peter's prayers, he developed a need. I think I shared with you all a few days ago. All of us have needs in the body of Christ. I want to prophesy to some of you under the sound of my voice. God has already met some of our needs. We just don't know it yet. God has already met some of our needs. Now, he has promised to meet all of our needs according to his what? Riches in Christ Jesus. So whatever your need is, child of God, God's going to meet it. Or God has met it. Now, what we've got to be careful of is the same thing that, that Peter ran into. Peter had developed a need. God met the need while Peter was on the roof. But because Peter didn't like the way God had met the need. Come on, somebody. Does anybody understand where the Holy Ghost is going this morning? Because Peter didn't like the way God had met the need, Peter didn't accept the way God was going about meeting his need. So Peter ended up with his need being unmet. May you not have your needs not met because you don't like the way God is meeting your need. Come on, let's let's look at what the Bible says. We'll we'll take a look at what the word says. Let's see. We'll take a look at what the word says. Peter became what was the need now? Peter became hungry. The need was hunger. The need was something to eat. He became hungry and wanted. Now watch this now. He didn't need, it wasn't just his need, God said, I met. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God said, I met his need and I met his want. But because he didn't like the way I was meeting his need and his want, he ended up with his needs and his wants unmet. My prayer for you, child of God, is that you will recognize when God is meeting your need and your want, and you will grasp it. Peter's need and his want was met. The Bible says he became hungry. That was the need, right? And he what? Wanted something to eat. While the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Now look at what God does. He saw heaven opened. And something like a large sheep being let down by its four corners. 
It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him. Now, this wasn't just anybody talking. This just wasn't. This wasn't just his uncle Fred talking or his aunt Susie. This was Jesus. This was the Holy Spirit. This was God. God told him basically, take care of your needs. Take care of your wants. He said, get up, Peter. What? Kill and eat. This would have taken care of his needs. This would have taken care of his wants. But listen at Peter's response to God's trying to fulfill and fill his needs and his wants. Surely not, Lord. Now, God said, Robert, tell my people, because they are around the world. Many of them, I have already attempted to meet their needs. I have already attempted to meet their wants. But because many of them have not liked the way I was going about fulfilling their needs and their wants, they've rejected what I was trying to do for them. So it is not that I didn't feel their need or their want. It was because many of them did not want what I was doing to fulfill their needs and their wants. My brother and my sister, my prayer for you today is that you will take what God is doing for your needs and for your wants and get them filled in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Peter had his needs and his wants fulfilled by God, but because he didn't like it. I don't like the way you're fulfilling my needs, Lord. I don't like the way you're fulfilling my wants. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, would have been married a long time ago, but you didn't like the husband that God was bringing your way. You didn't like the wife that God was bringing your way. Some of you would have been working a long time ago, but you didn't like the job that God was bringing your way. Some of you would have had a place to stay, a place to live long ago, but you didn't like the the accommodations that God was bringing your way. My prayer for you, children of God, child of God, is that you will grab a hold of what God is sending your way. God is not, but God is, look, God is not always going to send us what we like. Think about you as a parent. You don't always cook what your children like. You don't always have them wear what they want to wear. You don't always take them where they want to go. And God is our heavenly father. Bishop John, I wish you would help me preach this message this morning. I wish you would help me preach it. So let us, children of God, learn to appreciate what God is doing so we don't be find ourselves telling the Lord what surely what not Lord the the Lord was in the process of filling Peter's needs and his wants had Peter taken advantage of what God was doing he would have had his need and his wants fulfilled. But because Peter said no, because some of us is saying no, we're going with our needs, we're going with our wants unfulfilled, and we want to blame it on the devil. We want to blame it on the witches, the wizards. We want to blame it on our enemies. Ain't got nothing to do with your enemies. Ain't got nothing to do with the witches and wizards. Some things is just us. I know that's a hard pill for a lot of a lot of people to swallow, especially in a lot of parts of Africa. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's got real popular around there. Blame your problems on the witches and the wizards and the and the, 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 it. But a lot of stuff just be us. Look at this with Peter. Ain't had nothing to do with no witches. Ain't had nothing to do with no wizards. Peter said no. 
surely not, Lord. Don't say the witches said no. Don't say the wizard said no. Don't say, Peter said, you're Peter. This was all Peter. We about done. We're not going to be in here long. We got, we're not going to be in here long today. So what do we learn, children of God? What do we already learn? Hmm? Don't reject what? With that which God has given. Don't reject. I want to encourage you. One of the saints here gave an excellent interpretation. Said don't reject that which God is giving. Surely not, Peter replied. And listen at Peter. He's going to try to explain why he not doing what the Lord say do. Listen to me, pastor out there, bishop, elder, overseer. You can't explain why you not doing what God say do. I don't even try that mess with the Lord. Not that I don't do some stuff that the Lord don't want me to do. I ain't trying to explain. Because that don't do nothing but make the Lord, what? More angry. I don't try to explain my sin. I just, Lord, that's what it is. It's my sin now. Ain't there ain't no explanation. I ain't no need to be talking about if my wife did this or if my family did this or if my congregation did. Lord, my sin is my sin. Point blank. And I hope you understand, child of God, your sin is just what? Your sin. Point blank. Adam tried to to blame sin on the woman. When the Lord asked him in the garden after Adam had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord was like, you know, where you at, Adam? What's, what's going on? Uh, uh, I was, uh, I heard you, Lord, but, uh, you know, I was afraid because I'm naked. The Lord said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? which I commanded you not eat from, first thing come out of Adam's mouth. Instead of just say, yeah, Lord, I ate from the tree. You told me not to eat from. Adam said, the woman. That's human nature. We'll try to blame what we have done. Blame our faults. Blame our shortcomings. Blame on somebody else. The wizards. The witches. My enemies, the devil, anybody but then just taking responsibility for what you have done. Adam would have been better off if he just, when the Lord said, have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you to eat from? Adam didn't need to mention the woman. Adam didn't need to mention God because Adam's thing was, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit and I did eat. If Adam would have just said yes. Plain and simple. I'm not blaming this on my on the wife. I'm not blaming this on the woman. I'm not blaming this on you, God. I'm not blaming what what? Just a simple answer. I one of the young men. Just a simple answer. Yes. Have I eaten? From, have I eaten from the tree which you commanded me not eat from? Yes. And I'm telling you, my brother and my sister, the more you and I begin to allow God to deal with our mess, the more help we can get and the more cleaned up God can get us. Let him deal with our mess. Don't quit trying to blame it on somebody else. Quit trying to blame it on your government. Your leaders, I got as countries I go in, everybody there want to blame everything on somebody else. And while everybody is messing up, every people got to learn how to take individual. You want your country to get better, your church to get better, your marriage, your ministry, your family. Let everybody take individual responsibility. The par- the children want to blame it on the parents. Parents want to blame it on the children. Husbands want to blame it on the wives. Wives want to blame it on the husbands. The sisters want to blame it on the brothers. Come on, somebody. Brothers want to blame. Take responsibility for your part in this thing. We got to take responsibility. We got to take responsibility. 
Thanks you all done got quiet on me and him. Are we still broadcasting. I don't know if I don't know if we still broadcasting. Praise God. Thank God that he's a God of a second chance. Because we see here with Peter, not only God said, was I the God of a second chance, Robert, I was a God of a what? Third chance. Look at verse 15, and this is, this is our, our focal point for today. The voice spoke to him a second time. See, well, God said, Robert, what I could have done is I could have took my sheep back right then. As soon as Peter rejected my offer, I could have took. My sheep back. What? Right then. See, this is just how many times God spoke to Peter. God might not speak to you, but one time. You might not get that job opportunity. Come on, somebody. One time. You might not get that that, that opportunity to marry that husband or to marry that wife, but what? One time. You might not get a chance to get saved. Talk to me in here, children of God. But what? One time. So this is this how many times the Lord spoke to Peter. But the Lord might just give you one opportunity. The Bible says to, to, to seek the Lord while he may be found. We don't know how many opportunities God going to give us. Some people get to use, some of you all have heard the gospel. Some of us have heard the gospel for decades. Some people might not get to hear the gospel message one time. So so the day you hear my voice, saith the Lord, come on, harden not your heart. So let us, let us not take God's voice, God speaking to us, for granted. As soon as God tells us something, we need to be moving. We need to be moving. I was sharing with a brother yesterday, you know, how the Lord could have taken me when I was, before I was saved, and how foolish and crazy I was. He could have took and sent me straight to hell. Part of the reason why I'm preaching and teaching every day like this is because God had mercy, what, on me. And he gave me time after time, opportunity after opportunity to hear and to, to accept the gospel. And I'm eternally grateful, my brother and my sister. But everybody don't get three times, four times, ten times, a hundred times. Some people just get one. And so we don't know when the Lord is only going to give us what? One time. So every time God talks, we need to take it seriously. We need to be trying to do what he has said. Bible says in verse 15, we're about to close this message. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Now, I've been preaching this for 35 years, 35 good years. And in my spirit, I'm like, Lord, and Lord said, that's exactly right, Robert. The Lord just showed me a revelation concerning this scripture that I have never seen before. The voice spoke to Peter the second time and told him not to call anything impure that God has made clean. But the Bible says this happened three times. Hold up. Some of, some of you all are not getting a revelation. The second time the voice spoke to him, he told him, don't call anything impure that I've made clean. But this happened Three times. So that means that Peter came back again after God told him, don't call anything impure. And that's why God took the sheet back. You say, Apostle, what, what are you trying to get us to understand? After God done warned us, about a thing, about a thought, about a way, and then we're going to come back and do it again. The Bible said this happened three times. 
God spoke to him after the second time, told him don't do that no more. Peter hauled off and did it again. God took his sheep back. God took his sheep back. Do not call anything impure. God has made things clean. And what we got to keep in mind, children of God, is, you know, when God has, has cleaned a thing up, when God has blessed a thing, when God has when, when God has done his thing with a thing, with a people, with a place, we need to be cognizant or we need to recognize when God has done his thing with a thing. This whole transaction, God was trying to get Peter to understand that the Gentiles, who the Jews had been calling unclean, now, once they accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they are clean. That was what this, that was the, the, the main message here. That when Jesus get in a person, they are clean. No matter what they have done, no matter what group they may have been a part of, now that Jesus is in them, old things are passed away, and behold, come on somebody, all things become new. God was trying to get Peter to understand. Peter was not ready at this time. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Sometimes people are not ready for further revelation. You know, uh, uh, Bishop John and I had sent a message in the Christian Center Church Worldwide chat room in regards to tithing and how to tithe and had nothing to do with money, nowhere in Scripture. Some of the pastors and bishops got it. Some of the pastors and bishops reacted very violently. They just weren't ready, you know. It's, you got to understand there's sometimes when people are not ready even for the truth. And when a lot of times when people are not ready for the truth, they will be some of the most violent opponents to the truth. Peter was coming. He didn't really hear it. Is he was coming against the truth. Now, what the Lord is, is dealing with me on is that and Robert, he says, you you are an example of this. <laughs> I'm just kind of chuckling in my spirit with the Lord. Sometimes the people that are most violently against the truth can be some of the ones that become the most violent defenders of the truth once they get it. In other words, once they get the revelation, now before they had the revelation, they were fighting the truth with everything they had. But once they get the revelation, they'll fight for the truth with everything they have. You see, the Apostle Paul was much like this. You know, blasphemer, persecutor of the church, a violent man, until he got a revelation of the truth, then he was willing to die, willing to be stoned, willing to be shipwrecked, willing to be beat with rods, beat with cords. Once he got a revelation, Father, we pray today that someone receive revelation today. Someone that has been fighting your truth, fighting your will, fighting your way, fighting what you want to be done that you will grant them a revelation today that they might fight for your truth, fight for your will, and fight for your way. Peter doesn't have a revelation, so he's fighting. He's fighting against it. No, no, the Lord is like, go on, get on, go on, Peter, kill and eat. No, no, uh-uh, not me. No, nah, no, no, until he gets a revelation. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to caution us in regards to today? Some people that you are having your 
most trouble with today. Wait till they get a revelation. That just just keep it in mind. Some people that you are having your most trouble with, your the most difficulties, they are. Wait till they get a revelation, and always leave room for individuals to what get a revelation. Because what makes the difference between a lot of times people doing a thing and people not doing a thing is revelation. What was it, the difference between Peter staying away from the Gentiles and Peter going and spending time with the Gentile? Revelation. When he didn't have a revelation, he stayed away from the Gentiles. When he got a revelation, he went right to Cornelius' house, fellowship, laid hands on him, did all kind of things. Well, what did he get? He gained a revelation. What is the problem in the church today? Men and women of God, a lot of times it's revelation. You know, there are certain messages I wouldn't dare preach in in most churches that I go into. Why? Because I know most people don't have revelation for that right there. You know. So what we have to do and what we have to be careful of, uh, men and women of God, is we've got to be led by the Spirit because the Spirit of God knows the level of revelation of everybody that he's talking to. The Spirit of God, let me say it again, he knows what? The level of revelation of everybody he is talking to. Now, there will be times when the Spirit of God will be trying to take individuals a little higher in Revelation, like the Lord was doing here, the Spirit of God was doing here with Peter. But there'll be times when some people will reject it, just like Peter did here. But Peter got the revelation a little later. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice, and that even goes with me because I'm under the sound of my voice, is that whatever revelation God is trying to impart in us, that we will get it, we will receive it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The voice spoke to him a second time. Don't call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. Well, what was on the sheep, children of God? What Peter needed, come on, somebody, and what Peter wanted. There are some of us. God has taken back what we have needed and what we have wanted, not because he didn't have it or because there was a shortage of it or because he didn't want to give it to us, but because we didn't want to what? Receive it. I pray today in the name of Jesus for every soul under the sound of my voice that you will receive what God is trying to give to you. Don't reject it. Don't reject it. Don't reject it. Don't don't reject it. We bless God. We bless God. Bible says in verse 17, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision. See, look at this. Here was Peter's needs and his wants taken back by God. And he wondered, he trying to figure out what in the world was going on. What just happened? Some of you under the sound of my voice. God has taken back what you need. God has taken back what you wanted. God has taken back. And you're trying to figure out what in the world is going on. What is happening? Well, what was happening, Peter, that it was because you rejected what God was trying to give you, God is now taking it back. That's what was going on. My prayer is that it stops today in the lives of God's people. If you under the sound of my voice, my prayer is that it stops today. God does not have to take back any more of what he wants to give you. God say, I want to give you, I want to give you your needs. I want to give you your wants. I want you to have it. But if you're going to keep right on telling me no and surely not, and I don't want, then God said, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? 
God said, I'm not going to argue with you all day about blessing you. Thanks, you all have gotten quiet on me in here today. I encourage you, my brother and my sister. Let us accept what God is trying to give us. Because God said, Robert, tell my people, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Where did this sheet come from? Did it come from down low? Did the Lord send it up from hell? No, it came down from heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So I just want to encourage you, children of God. Not a matter of, you know, sometimes God having not, us not having because God has not supplied it. Sometimes it's a matter of God having supplied it, but because we didn't accept it. Because we didn't accept it. God had to take it back. From today. I see that stopping in somebody's life. From today. I see I don't I don't know who you are. I just see I see children of God stopping, losing and missing what God has for them as they accept what God as for them. Let us accept. Let us accept. Let us accept people that God has made clean. Let us accept places that God has made clean. Let us accept things that God has made clean. So that God does not have to what? Take it back. God bless you, children of oh God. I pray you all have a blessed Sunday. I know many of you have already gone to church around the world. Um, many of us here in the United States just preparing and just getting ready to go. But uh, I know you've been blessed today. I know I have been blessed. And uh, let us take these words and put them into practice that God may continue to bless each one of us. God bless you, my brother and my sister. We'll see you later on. God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for everything you've done to us, through us, and for us. Thank you for your people all over the world. Thank you for your creations. Thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. We appreciate you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for a good day today. We pray that you will protect your people all over the world, keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. 
help us to do better at work or at school or anywhere. We ask you to help us with all of our problems in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our Redeemer, our Lord and our Savior, and guide and our protector. Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiancenterchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot com forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you. In Jesus' name, amen.